listening to the Animation Addicts podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 194, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. Does the Grinch need a job? Welcome to the Animation Addicts podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation. So hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast. My name is Chelsea Robson, and normally I have a co-host with Morgan Stradling, but she is unable to make it today. So today I am very excited because I have two very special guests. First off, if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you may have heard Rachel Wagner is here. Hey, Hey, Rachel. How's it going? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Man, we're excited. And then also, we are inviting some of our Diamond patrons on. We have Alex Beavis. Say hello, Alex. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is exciting. So I want to get to know Alex a little bit better. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Yeah, I've been a Disney animation fan all my life. Uh, Former Walt Disney World cast member. And uh, currently, right now, I'm a mental health worker here in Vancouver, BC. So just kind of enjoying the pandemic as we all are. Um, And yeah, just uh, love all things kind of animation-wise. Nice. Well, glad to have you, Alex. Glad to be. So the Animation Addicts podcast, as you heard, we talk about animated movies. And today we have Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. It was made in 2018, and we are going to just jump right into that. But first... To find out a little bit more about our newest addition to the podcast today, we are going to play Catch and Fire. Alex, are you excited about this? I am very excited. For anybody that is brand new, Catch and Fire is a segment that we take, we find out and we ask the hardest questions in the animation industry. It's a rapid fire asking of questions. So I ask a quick question. Alex will respond as quickly as he can, and then we will just roll down and find out all of the most important things about him that every animation addict would need to know. All right, Alex, are you ready? I am ready. Well then, how about a quick round of catch and fire? Catch and fire? You mean me? You're the only one with enough courage. What was the very first animated movie you remember seeing? Fantasia. What is your favorite cartoon growing up? Uh, Darkwing Duck. Favorite animator or artist? Uh, uh, Andreas Deja. Classic animation or CGI? Classic. Disney or Pixar? Uh, Disney by far. Leica or Studio Ghibli? Uh, Studio Ghibli. What is your favorite animation studio? Disney. (laughs) all right songs or no songs gotta be songs makes the movie that much better it does doesn't it all right are we going for heroes or villains a villain stitch or tinkerbell uh tinkerbell 
What is your favorite animated dog? Bolt. Tiana or Mulan? Gotta go with Tiana on that one. <laughs> Snow White or Sleeping Beauty? Uh, Snow White. Rasputin or Dr. Facilier? Uh, Dr. Facilier, just because I like how he's animated a lot more. All right. All right, and this is the final and most important question of all. Alex, which would you rather watch? Mulan 2 or The Return of Jafar? I'm going to have to say Return of Jafar because Mulan 2 is not the greatest movie I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Are either of them? (laughs) No, that's true. But at least Return of Jafar has the Aladdin TV series behind it. So it's... There you go. Fifty-two out of fifty-two. Well done. Congratulations, Alex. You (laughs) have made it through Catch and Fire. I'm so proud. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's jump on in here. So first off, we're going to be going high information here as we discuss Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. And this information came from Box Office Mojo, IMDb, and Wikipedia, and any bonus material that we have looked at. So the studio is Illumination Entertainment. The directors were Yaro Chini and Scott Mosier. Release date was November 9th, 2018, and is also known as How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It was budgeted at an estimated $75 million. And overall worldwide gross is about $511 million. So not a bad chunk of change. Five times your budget. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Running time is 85 minutes. So it was definitely not as long as a lot of them could be. And I appreciated that. <laughs> True. This one had a lot of padding with it, though. Too. That is a problem you had with it? I, I just thought there was a lot of stuff that was, like, um, added to make it longer. Like, mm-hmm. that didn't make any sense. Yeah. I can get that. I mean, the illumination, it, it, it cannot be denied that they know how to make profitable films. It's unbelievable. They keep the budgets down and they, so even ones that are, are seen as maybe not as successful, uh, like the Secret Life of Pets too, if you really look uh, at the figures, that thing still made a lot of money. <laughs> and so they almost make their, their movies uh, flop. Uh, flop proof mm-hmm. you know that is totally true and their character design is pretty uh, I mean it's really consistent to the point that it feels like a movie that people will want to take their kids to and uh, very appealing as far as design goes so I think that that might be a reason why they have done really well 
Yeah. Well, and they, they add a lot of humor to their films and they are really good at marketing their films. And so I kind of, I wish that they would challenge themselves a little bit. I feel like somebody like Blue Sky, aside from maybe the Ice Age films, I think for the most part, they, they try to challenge themselves a little bit more uh, with their films. And so I appreciate that. And I wish that Illumination would would have their their version of the Peanuts movie, like one movie that they really try and push themselves. Uh, you know, Sony had it with Spider-Verse. Um, the, uh, it, I just feel like every studio has had their one where they really were going to make an, an art film. We're going to really push ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. But Illumination just never has. They're kind of happy to be the, I kind of call them the McDonald's of animation. And that's fine. That's, it has its place. <laughs> but I just, I know it would be nice if if we got to, if they push their, just for the animator's sake, it would be nice if they push them a little bit, I feel like, because they definitely have the talent to do it. And so, I don't know. Why not? Give us one, <laughs> one more ambitious film would be nice, I think. Yeah, I can see how you're saying that. Um, I watched one, well, recently, the last movie that we reviewed on here was Klaus. And that mm-hmm. was part of the discussion that we talked about how it was, it just really pushed the envelope as far as what we can expect from modern day animation, mm-hmm. especially since it was 2d. So mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. Um, I also can appreciate the business side of me is like, well, let's just make sure that we can continue to do business mm-hmm. <laughs> and make sure like, if we've got something that works, you know, let's kind of, continue it until we can push something a little more or at least have the budget yeah. to do that. And it'll be interesting to see what they do because I think that there may be, we'll see how minions two does next year, but I feel like maybe they're reaching the end of the, the, that they can do with minions. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll push that. And I don't know, but uh, we'll see how that one does. But uh, I think secret life of pets didn't do as well as they wanted. So maybe now they're kind of at a reboot sort of stage where maybe they might have to do, and we're going to have a sing to So oh, that does, uh, I don't know. I, it would, so it'll be interesting to see the next couple. They're going to, they have their Mario brothers movie coming out. Uh, I think 2022, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So hopefully they might, uh, we'll see what they do in the future, but yeah. And they cannot be denied that they know how to make money that they should teach it lectures because they do so good. <laughs> they know how to make profitable films and that's not easy to do. Yeah, for sure. But after the kind of year that we've had, that's kind of what all studios should be yeah. kind of focusing on right now, right? Like yep. is the safe bet. Yep. Cause they knew that Grinch was going to make oodles and oodles of money, especially releasing it at Christmas time. Like, yeah. um, so I think it's smart on their part and, uh, like yeah. like you said, the, the animation is great. Like the character designs are really good. Like you see the more kind of lovable Grinch in this one as opposed to the Jim Carrey version um, and the Dr. Seuss ver- or the Chuck Jones version. Um, mm-hmm. So you could tell that they were kind of going for a more lovable Grinch than in previous versions. Mm-hmm. They were. The Grinch was a very different Grinch than what we have seen, say, for example. Um, I mean, you really can't compare anything to to Jim Carrey in the 2000 version and then in the original version that was only like 25 minutes long back um that one 
you just didn't have enough to enough time or, or energy to really develop him as a character. He was just very, um, this is who he is and this is who he became. <laughs> it doesn't matter his backstory just here. Uh, so I, I don't know how I, how I liked how they made the Grinch in this one. I'm still up in the air, but there are things that I did appreciate about it. I like the relationship between the Grinch and uh, Max, the dog that was clearly from the get go, what they were going for is making that friendship relationship saying that they, the two of them had each other at least. Mm -hmm. And you get to see throughout the movie, especially as um, the scene, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but when they were getting rid of Fred, the reindeer, the the Grinch says, well, at least we have each other. Um, Yeah. I thought that was a, you could tell that they were kind of going towards the developing the the relationship between Max and the Grinch. Well, the thing is though, for this movie, I feel like because they wanted to expand his character, they changed kind of the overall message of the film. Where in the original, the and in the book, the message is that the Who's and Whoville celebrated Christmas without any presents at all, right? They sang Mm -hmm. without any presents. Where I felt like the message of this movie was loneliness is bad and makes (laughs) you sad and we need to not be lonely. That was the message, which to me is not as good. Yeah, they were trying to make the Grinch a sympathetic character as opposed to uh, Mm -hmm. the Grinch, per se. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the the protagonists really in the original are the Who's in Whoville, and uh, and then his heart is melted, and and uh, um, it's kind of a similar. It's basically like an animated uh, Scrooge kind of story, uh, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, then yeah. he, so I don't know. I just don't think that that's quite as compelling uh as a as especially as like a true christmas message where in the uh in the original it's all about they celebrated christmas without any presents at all and in this it's see the grinch isn't lonely anymore yeah well they almost telegraph it though too by like because you can see throughout the movie that he cares for max it's not like that Mm -hmm. um where he's a total grinch where he has no friends at all because he like um gives uh max appreciation and the appreciation that max gives the grinch like i want a dog like that i'll that'll make (laughs) every morning yeah i i I feel like the the big jokes were all kind of is sort of top heavy that most of Uh the jokes were in that kind of introductory section and um and the 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 big iconic song which is so funny in the short at least in my opinion um, I felt like that was kind of not used for as much comedic effect as they could have. You mean there. the theme song? Yeah. You know, you know, I agree with that. Mr. Grinch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that could have been funnier. The music was very interesting to me because first off, there were over 24 different music cuts, which I feel mm-hmm. like is a lot of music <laughs> when you add like a full score on top of it. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like that was a lot, but not that it was bad. I felt like it did add, like there were a lot of areas where I felt like this does add to the, uh, for example, when he's playing the organ and he's like, he starts playing, um, all by myself and, uh, just playing that on the organ. And I, you know, there's a lot of things that I was like, okay, I get like, you're doing a good job at bringing in these, these things it just felt 
I don't know if I would have put that much music in this if I were doing it myself. But I did kind of like the carolers, though. So you got these little yeah. bits of sort of traditional carols that you don't always see in uh, in you know children's films, uh, which was kind of nice. Uh, oh. These little sort of bursts of of our traditional Christmas carols. That was fun. Yeah. Well, I'm a Christian, and so I I find that it's there's very few movies nowadays, Christmas movies specifically, that will actually play Christmas songs, yeah. like religious based songs. And the fact that they even had two in there, I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they had "Come Come You Merry Gentlemen" and also "Silent Night," and it's like I don't feel like I should be ex like surprised that they do "Silent Night" because it's literally the oldest and most well-known Christmas song. I think of them all, but especially as carolers, but it still, it was a, I was still surprised. Interestingly enough, yeah. it was pentatonics that was doing all of the, the carolers. They mm -hmm. were uncredited. So I was like, good for them. Ooh, I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I liked that too. It was nice that they had those traditional carols. That was mm -hmm. fun. So one thing that I do, I mean, as you're looking at these these iterations of the Grinch's story, Dr. Seuss's story of the Grinch, who stole Christmas, like you look at the original. I think the the good thing about the original being so short is that you are able to add all of these. Uh, you can you have artistic license to create more of a story, and so you look at the 2000 version. And while there are a lot of moments in the 2000 version with Jim Carrey that I really liked and appreciated, there was also parts where I was like, like, I didn't really like the, the shaving part or the fact that he was made fun of by the, like this small group of kids. Um, yeah. And so I did like how in this version, they left it as he just was alone. And therefore, like, it was nobody's real, nobody really, it's his their fault. It was just like how we grew up. Um, so I did appreciate that, but I do agree with you. The fact that it was like not as compelling as maybe another reason other than don't be alone. Yeah. And the Jim Carrey one, I think in one way I admire it because it is so it, it it's trying like so hard to do something different and there's a lot of creativity there. But on the other hand, I really don't need to know the tragic backstory of the Grinch. <laughs> I really don't. And there's like a lot of really uncomfortable adult humor in the movie. I think it was a lot of it yeah. was probably Jim Carrey ad-libbing, to be right. honest. But especially with the Christine Baranski character, I don't. That's so weird. And, <laughs> and uh, also, I feel like the whole thing, I wanted to like wipe the screen because it just feels dirty. I feel the like cinematography is really yeah. a strange color yeah. palette in the lighting and everything. I mean, at least in this one, they it might not be as creative. It, it's a little more bland to me than the Jim Carrey, but I do mm -hmm. appreciate that it's bright and colorful. Yeah. I felt this one was more kind of Looney Tunes versus the Jim Carrey was more kind of, we got to give something for the parents to, to enjoy while we're watching it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it kind of felt a little more um, Nightmare Before Christmas type side just a little edgier this one definitely was more of a kid's film mm -hmm. yeah definitely so one of my favorite parts as far as if you're looking at the different characters that they brought in uh 
how did you like how they did Cindy Lou Who? I thought the character was really good. I would have liked if they had withheld the Christmas letter thing to the end. I thought they gave that away way too early. That's true. Like, I thought it would have been more impactful if the Grinch would have thought that she's after presents and stuff like that. And then at the end, you realize she's doing it for her mother. But the fact that they kind of pulled the trigger way too early, I just thought that kind of lessened the impact of it. Well, I was a little confused by her mother character because they set it up. I thought, are are her and the Grinch getting together at the end? Because they set her, they set him up as being super lonely, and they set Donna up as being super lonely. And that's the big kind of message is that her mother is lonely. And I kind of thought that that was where I was a little bit confused about that storyline of what was going on there. How he comes in and he's helping with everything and yeah. setting the table and oh okay her new daddy he like uh... <laughs> because it feels like there's if if she if she's not getting together with the Grinch then there's no like happy ending to her story to Donna's story mm-hmm. right she's it's just, just kind of like well another day I guess yeah you gotta have a happy ending in a Christmas movie. Uh, wow. So that was a little weird to me, but it was fine. She's fine. Cindy Lou. She's pretty cute. It's kind of their proportions for her were really off. Like in terms like the, her design was okay, but like her carrying the hockey stick, I was like, there's no way like, how's she gonna, <laughs> like do anything with that hockey stick. It's like three times the size of her. Like, <laughs> Well, she's Cindy Lou who a little she's supposed to be little, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah, the whole letter writing thing was interesting. I wish they would have done more with her friends. Like I, I felt like that scene was, it was the, when the Grinch goes and he's trying to get all of the reindeer, I kind of felt like my interest waned and during that little sequence. And then right after that, it goes right into the, the friends and all of them on their bikes and everything. And then I was back and I was like, Oh, what's going on here? And I feel like they should have done more with them because I, I liked their individual personalities and how they kind of like work together. Like the the kid who was like, my mom set the timer. Like, dude, timer? It's new. <laughs> it was just like, it was funny. Like they should have they should have kind of added more onto that. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It, it they there wasn't like a real. It was just kind of like I guess a flash. Uh, in a little story uh, of the town and there wasn't that sense of like uh, of everything kind of coming together at the end with this big musical town gathering together kind of moment like you get in this short Uh, it was Mm -hmm. more just about the Grinch and him him not being lonely as opposed to like Mm -hmm. this town whole town thing yeah, I think they were trying to draw parallels between her and the Grinch. That's why they were almost showing them side by side, but it didn't mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately come off as effectively as I'm sure they wanted it to. Because I think they were trying to just say that like her and Cindy Lou and the Grinch are the same person. Um, but it, I don't think it came off as yeah. effectively as they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely didn't. <laughs> and then the mom thing was kind of weird with the, like you you're trying to build her up as a sympathetic character in the beginning. And then it kind of got dropped. Like, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't do anything with her. And I'm not sure what I would have wanted them to do with her. But the fact that it was a, you know, it was the daughters, Cindy Lou, who's like her whole desire, her whole Christmas wish is for her mom. But nothing really happens with her mom. So nothing really feels finished in I like in either court. Yeah, that's why and I it, guess maybe I just finished it myself. I was like, oh, she must be getting together with the Grinch. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing, right, too. It's not really clear what the wish is. Like, it's nice for my mom. Okay, like, do you want your mom to have a guy? Do you want your mom to get a nice Christmas present? Do you want a nanny? Like, it's just not clear what the nice thing for the mom she wants. Like, do you need a, a yeah do you need a helper <laughs> like, yeah. does does the Grinch need a job yeah. <laughs> what did you guys think of Benedict Cumberbatch's vocal performance because it's kind of strange he has a, this this weird voice and I, I I felt like why did they even get Benedict Cumberbatch I mean I get it he's famous so they can have him on the poster or whatever but you would think that if they go to the trouble to get Benedict Cumberbatch, they would just have him talk like Benedict Cumberbatch. Apparently he... it was his idea to talk like that. They wanted him to talk normally. And he's like, well, everyone else is American and I'm British. So like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. So he was the idea that came up, came with like talking like that cartoony character. And I think the reason is he was coming off of Dr. Strange. So like, yeah. oh, a really big name. Maybe yeah. he just, he just overthought it because He's living above Whoville. They're not in America, so they can have whatever voices they want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that could have <laughs> would you really want to have the the only British sounding character being the Grinch though? <laughs> that really like <laughs> especially well, it's like that story that you shared on the podcast about um Charlie Sheen or um I think it was Burt Reynolds on Hoot like on um, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah. talking with a dog and they're like no we we hired you for you right <laughs> yeah it's like why not just get a voice actor if you're gonna have him quick change his voice i don't know it's funny to me i think they were yeah they were definitely looking for the i think more of a uh sherlock holmes type of a a voice from him because he does a good like his voice for sherlock holmes is very like ooh, like it's just very pointed and dry and this one was a lot more, tried to have a lot more character acting in it. Um, so I, I think that could have been the thing. But it was, all in all, I I was surprised to realize that was Benedict Cumberbatch at the end. Yeah. when The first time that I watched it. Um, this time watching it, I knew that going in. But the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch is this? Because uh, I I really did have a difficult time figuring out that it was him. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I just go back to, do we really want the only British character to sound like to be the, the, the Grinch? <laughs> like that's, yeah. that looks bad on, on the UK friends. <laughs> We're not well, all for him to sound more sophisticated than everybody else. Like it's pretty See, more sympathy. Like, uh well would it commit would it do more sympathy or would it create more of a divide? I think it could have made me seem a little bit more a little bit more sinister depending on how they kind of played it up. Because uh-huh. I don't know that that's sometimes a trope is the sort of the villain with an accent. Yeah, it mm-hmm. made him feel more like an outsider. He's the only one who has a different voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
it was and it, it was like what is this voice this is so weird mm-hmm. <laughs> but so we had other uh townsfolk that we kind of get to know we have the the neighbor guy uh hmm. who he's like he's the one with the with the sleigh on his house that he steals where he also likes to dye his hair chocolate explosion i appreciated him <laughs> Brickle, mr Bricklebaum. yeah that was his name i love the line of his when he gives the grinch a hug saying that like it's not a hug unless you give it back like, <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh like you're cool man and then at the very end he's like that's my best friend that was beautiful <laughs> i would have like i i know the movie we like in padding but i would have loved to see more of the relationship between those two because he he the grinch said that he'd been trying to dodge him for years like and that he's been his friend for like the whole growing up type thing i would have loved to kind of even one scene seeing that kind of relationship yeah or even just mr prickleball like coming back and say hey remember that time we did this you know yeah. you don't have to like do a full flashback just more yeah. of like create on both sides a mm-hmm. connection of like I guess that really would show that the Grinch was completely deluded and and projecting everything on everyone else. And the guy would be like, "Okay, whatever. (laughs) So there comes a point where he we talk where he goes and he is needing a reindeer and he ends up getting this reindeer and he he just calls him Fred, (laughs) which I found to be really cute because Fred is actually the name that my dad uses when when anybody asks the question, who? did or who does or who and he doesn't know the answer he always just says fred oh Fred (laughs) and so that just made me laugh like that was fred oh okay fred (laughs) that's like uh, uh, my my cousin's grandfather so on her other side uh he used to he's he's like when you when you get to a certain age you just start calling everybody joe and stephanie (laughs) you're like you're right half the time perfect <laughs> that's funny yeah there's fred uh, that was something new it was it was fun it was a fun dynamic and uh it was a little out of place but yeah it was a little random but yeah i mean i liked how he it did give him the opportunity it did give the grinch the opportunity to recognize that i do have my dog so as Alex pointed out earlier, so I, I think it served that purpose, but. Like I, I love the design on the little kid and the, or the little kid reindeer or, and the, the wife thing. Uh-huh. I thought it was a cute scene, but I just thought it took away from the reveal at the end of the Grinch. Cause yeah. he, already, he already had that like caring side to him and it just like, we all knew it was coming anyways, but like, just kind of, I don't know, took away from the end moment a little bit, I thought. One thing I like yeah. about the animated short is that it, it, you kind of sympathize with the Grinch because the the Who's Down in Whoville are making all of that noise. <laughs> all the noise, <laughs> noise, noise. And you have all of those fun machines. Whereas in this case, they... They they he's didn't, the one with all the machines. Yeah, he's the one with all the machines. He's the inventor. They didn't want to make the who's unlikable at all, uh, and uh, so he kind of he's just sort of mad about his loneliness. He's sad about his loneliness. And he blames Christmas for his loneliness. Uh, but I think that could have been fun if they had brought in the uh, 
whatever they're called, like the storm toppers and gazugos and uh-huh. <laughs> whatever. Because I think I, I would be pretty irritated if uh, if I kept getting woken up by all these noise, all this noise. Mm-hmm. That would, especially if you wake me up. I, <laughs> I, I have such a hard time getting to sleep anyway. So I could see him being kind of grumpy about that. <laughs> so I have to be honest. I am a little bit of a Grinch myself, and I've, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I, I really am in the mostly in the decorations department. Uh-huh. Like, I hate putting things up because it's only like a one month thing and I'm going to have to take it down. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, there's just so much work that I'm putting on myself. Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> and like, my dad is 100% a nostalgic person and loves Christmas more than anything. And even today, as I was finishing the movie, I, he comes, he walks in and he's just like, Oh, I have to watch the end. And he comes and he sits down (laughs) and it's literally the very last scene where the Grinch is about to carve the roast goose or whatever. And he gives his speech. And then after the speech, my dad turns to me and he's just like, still makes me cry (laughs) he's like crying and i'm like oh dad but i i am the grinch in the house because it's like he he really wants it up as soon as possible but also doesn't want to do the putting up and so he'll end up waiting till the very last minute because i used to be the one that put everything up but then everybody would if i ever put it up then they would take it down and take it down wrong and i was that always bothered me so this whole thing <laughs> shows me how much of a Grinch I am. But the moment where the Grinch is going around and they're taking down all the lights and everything for them, I'm like, I, I would actually be really grateful for the Grinch <laughs> at this moment. If on Christmas Day or even like the day after Christmas, if they were to like take everything down for me, I'd yeah. be like, Grinch, you are the man. Like that should be his business from now on. Day after Christmas, takedown of Christmas. That's that's it's true. I can I can feel you because uh, it's a lot of work, especially if you're doing it by yourself. Uh, and uh, there was one time where these people offered on Facebook to basically you could pay them to to, to put up your tree and, and decorate your tree. And this was the best service I've ever. They never <laughs> done it again. And I was like, oh, it must not have been profitable. But oh, that was the best. <laughs> Anybody who wants to put up my, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Well, that's that, funny. It is, uh, it is a lot of work, but I, I I have to say I don't think there's anything better than coming down my staircase and seeing my tree lit up there in in at night, and just uh, I I find it so relaxing. I love it. What about you, Alex? Are you a Grinch uh, or are you pro decorations? I'd probably be a Grinch because I end up working throughout the holidays because I'm in health in healthcare so uh christmas day is usually me going into work um yeah uh no i like the decorations i guess i'm in between the two of you i i like the decorations but i don't like putting them up um and yeah i i remember at my parents house they just leave the lights up all year round just because they don't want to take them down yeah they're one of the people do that yeah i respect that Well, this year it's interesting because a lot of people actually put up their trees in like March and April because That's they were right. so depressed. And uh, I mean, Hallmark 
Hallmark plays Christmas movies uh, on Thursdays year mm-hmm. year round. Thursdays you have a Christmas movie, um, but uh, in March they started doing these uh, movie marathon weekends because people were just needed some Christmas movies. I mean, come on. So it was a, it was a dark time. Yeah, <laughs> it was a dark time. That's right. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, and of course the. The, the ratings this year for Hallmark are, are really great, which is no big surprise. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I imagine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's a dark time. Yeah, <laughs> 2020 is not our year. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to, um, like with the movie theaters, because obviously movies aren't coming out, if they're just going to overload with like Christmas movies. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to like seeing like the old classic Rudolph in the mm-hmm. like the big screen on the movie theater, like kind of yeah. just cheering everyone up with the movie theaters. I think they're probably going to because they need you know they need the space and they did so well with nostalgic favorites at Halloween. I mean, Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. crushed it at the box mm-hmm. office. I'm sure. That's yeah, crazy. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see. A wide variety of Christmas films, everything from Gremlins to uh, uh, to uh, would you Rudolph. consider Gremlins a Christmas oh, movie? Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Is it definitely. Christmas? Yeah, it's oh, been yeah. a while. Since Even has a, it, so. a character going down the chimney um, <laughs> and <there's laughs> presents and snow and yeah, it's definitely okay. qualifies. <laughs> I mean, if, if Die Hard is considered a, a Christmas movie, Die I guess Hard is a Christmas movie. No, no, no debate on that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it's for sure. Sorry. Yeah, there's a there's um, like Lethal Weapon, Batman Returns. There's lots of movies that you don't yeah. think of as Christmas movies, but they are. That's true. That's true. Batman Returns. I'll deal with. I can get with behind that. <laughs> yeah, the fourth. I think it's the fourth Harry Potter movie. I think that has yeah yeah that's fun you even can, the the first harry potter definitely just because it's, they're like happy christmas harry yeah. happy christmas ron <laughs> <laughs> therefore uh, christmas movie <laughs> i'm not too strict in my christmas movie definitions like welcome everybody to the family <laughs> whatever floats your boat uh, that's awesome <laughs> all right so do we have any any final t- talking points on the grinch or i'm sorry dr seuss is the grinch well, Alex, did you choose choose this movie? Uh, was was there a reason why you picked it? Uh, scheduling, um, <laughs> um, and I like I did like it. Like, or well, I I saw it in the theaters and I gave it an okay review. Then I saw it again and I uh, really liked it. Actually, the second time, um, yeah. So, like, as much as I was down on some things, I, I do overall think it's a really good movie, and it's one of those Christmas things that you can always pop in and definitely watch. Um, watch her like every holiday Christmas like and I think we need more of those uh as we get older because some of the things are not aging well yeah I mean I didn't go fresh on this movie but I don't think it's like awful it's fine it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like right in the middle would you for me would you show your kids this if you had kids or if you have nieces nephews or whoever a younger you know person around would you show them this one or the 2000 version or the original Original for sure. Original will be the first choice. Mm-hmm. Then this one, then Jim Carrey. I would wait till they were older for Jim Carrey. I think I would do the same. Yeah, just because just this song alone is so funny in the original. I love that song in the original. Mm-hmm. It's a funny story about 
choosing this movie too is I woke up this morning thinking I could just rent it from iTunes and it's not available to rent until December 5th. So what? now I own the Yeah, I don't get it either. <laughs> um, and now I own the movie because I'm like, well, I got to watch it or I can't not do it and not have anything to talk about. So I now oh. own the movie. <laughs> oh well there you go yeah. <laughs> now you can share it with whomever yeah. you want <laughs> all right yeah. let's rate it let's start with you alex what did you give this uh three stars all right three out of five rachel three out of five, yeah. i give it a two and a half it's right in the middle for three me half. okay all right i would also give this a three stars i felt like it was it was definitely a I felt like it was definitely watchable and though not my favorite movie and not something that I would come back to as in, I can't wait to watch that come Christmas time. Uh, it's definitely one that if I'm, if I'm going to have a marathon of Christmas movies going on in the background, yeah, throw that in there. So that's kind of how I view this. Mm-hmm. Is this one on, uh, cause we don't get it in Canada. Is this one on the universal streaming service? This is on Netflix. Is how oh, I watched it. Can we still it. on Netflix? Yeah, we don't have it up here. Yeah, so uh, Netflix, the countries. So if you are in a different country, Netflix or Prime or you know these different services, they have different deals mm-hmm. with these companies. So in some areas you can, some you can't. Is that you, Santa Claus? Guys, thank you so much for coming on here. We are so glad to, you know, the Rotoscopers, we we really appreciate all all that you guys do for us. Rachel as a writer and also a patron and also Alex as our Diamond Level patron. Thank you so much for everything that you guys have done because honestly, we wouldn't still be doing this uh, eight years later without all the help that we've gotten from you guys. Well, thank you. Thank you. Funny you say eight years, but I'm still behind on listening to all the shows. I'm right now at Fantasia, which is like oh. two years. <laughs> still got some. T- you still got some room there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Rachel. Where can everybody find you? Yes, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And also for all of my holiday coverage, follow the Hallmarkies podcast. And we have more than just Hallmark. We cover everything. Christmas during this uh during this time of the year it's pretty fun yeah and if you are a patron I'm going to add our little 15 minute conversation about all of her favorite (laughs) Christmas movies this year I was really begging her to tell me what I should watch as far as Hallmark and Lifetime uh Christmas movies because that's I that's my jam uh (laughs) so if you would like that information go become a patron as well you'll be able to get ad-free episodes as well as that extra content so yay yay merry christmas alex you have also started doing reviews what's going on with you uh so with covid boredom i started a youtube channel called disney movie investigations where i am taking the disney movies on disney plus alphabetically and uh, yeah (laughs) and uh reviewing each uh each of them just giving kind of a background of what they are how they got made, like what interesting stories, as well as what, um, like if they have any presence in the theme parks or different merchandising, stuff like that. And then occasionally I will do a different Disney bonus story where we talk about something about the parks or just a different kind of something in the Disney universe. Awesome. 
Um, you can find that on uh, the YouTube. It's uh, if you search for Disney music, Disney movie investigations, it'll pop right up. Perfect. And I am a musician and I write custom songs for people who want to have a gift for somebody. And if you are looking for a gift for somebody this holiday season, or even for Valentine's day coming up, I do a lot of those. Um, I even wrote one for a friend song for Alex too. Yeah, it was really good. She uh, moved her to tears. She and actually, really? funny, yeah, it was a funny story about that because her cat ran away a week before I gave her the, the song. Aww. And she said it was something that she really needed. So it was definitely a, a plus. I've been meaning to write a review and I, I will get to that, Chelsea. Oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was, it really meant a lot to her. So thank you so much. It was a beautiful song. Thank you. So glad. So yeah, check me out. You can go to songsbychelsea.com or just chelsearobson.com. They'll take you to the same place. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us once again. If you would like to have more information, let us know. Go to the show notes. Uh, this is going to be at rotoscopers.com slash 195. All right. Until next time. We, we are, are the Rotoscopers. Merry Christmas. Uh, Rachel, have we ever played Catch and Fire with you? I don't think that you ever have, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I, well, I, next- I could be wrong, but I don't. I don't think so. Maybe it's just I was early on before you did it. I don't know. Well, someday we will <laughs> rectify that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys. Sweet. Great. This was a good episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad it worked out. Yeah, thank you so much, Rachel. Yeah. All right, I'm going to run and get some lunch. I'm starving, but thanks. Was nice to meet you, Alex. Nice to meet you. Thanks, thanks, Chelsea. Also going to run. I have a massage. Ooh, Ooh. enjoy. Jealousy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll catch you guys later. Nice meeting you. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Animation Addicts podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag us at Rotoscopers on Instagram and use the hashtag Animation Addicts. For all the links and full show notes for this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash podcast. Now, if you still can't get enough for your animation fix, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube.